And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another Wine Chat with our friend Jack Farrell from uh, Haskell's. And, uh, well, it's kind of a brisk morning, Jack, but uh, good morning to you. Oh, let me let me get the music turned down here. There. <laughs> okay, now I can hear you. That orchestra has got a mind of its own. Yes, they do. What are we going to be talking about well, today? Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things. But first and foremost, I ought to mention, you know, that Thursday was Nouveau Beaujolais arrival. Mm. And the Nouveau of this year is actually very, very good. And people will be very pleased with it. We have it at a great bargain price, under $9 a bottle. And one of the interesting things is in France, for perhaps the last three years, they've made a Nouveau Rosé. And this is the first year they exported any, and we were lucky enough to get 50 or 60 cases so it's worth trying. It's Nouveau Rosé, uh, Nouveau Beaujolais, but a Rosé wine. And it, it's quite interesting. And like I say, it's so modestly priced. Our uh, Nouveau is eight ninety eight a bottle. We have three to choose from. De Boeuf, George De Boeuf, who's kind of known as the Count of Beaujolais. And, of course, Montmasson and Bouchard, two great houses that also produced very, very good Nouveau Beaujolais. You know, the idea with Nouveau Beaujolais is it's made the year, the wine of the year. It's ready to drink right now. And the French have an expression, you know, if you want good luck next year, drink Beaujolais this year. So get yourself a bottle of Nouveau Beaujolais. Don't take any risk, and it'll ensure good luck for the following year. I always tell people, the first time I brought Nouveau into uh Minnesota, we were the second uh, people in the United States. In 1971, a store in New York brought in some Nouveau, and in 1972, Haskell's brought in some Nouveau. And at the time, it was an igloo, which contained 56 cases, and it was flown in a plane. And I'll tell you, I sweated bullets. I never thought we'd sell 56 cases of Nouveau Beaujolais. I was very worried about it. It seemed to me to be a lot of wine you had to sell quickly. And, of course, now we sell thousands of cases of it. It's caught on, and people love it, and it's just a wonderful thing as part of the year. So that's it for Nouveau Beaujolais. Get some. Don't take the chance of having bad luck next year. Drink it this year. And, incidentally, Nouveau isn't too bad to have with Thanksgiving. It's a light, fruity red wine that would accompany all the Thanksgiving dishes. It's modestly priced. Everybody likes it. And as I tell people, it's the easiest party in the world to have a Nouveau Beaujolais party, maybe get two different types so people can compare them, put out some cheese and crackers, and you've got the makings of a great party and a lot of conversation because people will talk about the wine. The other thing, someone asked me, I want to have a very different aperitif before Thanksgiving. As the people arrive, what should I serve? Well, I came up with this new not so new, I've done it before, but it is delicious. One-third cranberry juice and two-thirds Prosecco or an inexpensive sparkling wine. And you can garnish that with a cranberry. And let me tell you, it is absolutely delicious. Again, it's one-third cranberry juice. The other two-thirds of the glass is Prosecco. Put a, mix, pour it in, mix it up, put a cranberry in. You have a very, very pretty cocktail because of the cranberry juice. You have a very Thanksgiving cocktail because of cranberries. And uh, people will love it, 
and it's very refreshing, and it's very low in alcohol because, you know, Proseccos aren't very high in alcohol to begin with, and you're diluting it by one-third with the cranberry juice. So it scores very high on everything that you'd want with an aperitif. Today, though, I thought we would talk about Vouvray because nothing in the world, to me, goes better with a Thanksgiving feast of turkey than Vouvray. And Vouvray is a region in the Loire Valley of France. It's right, the closest big city is Tours. It's on the north side of the Loire River. And Vouvray has been known for a very, very long time. All they make is white wine, and it's 100% Chenin Blanc. So if you like Chenin Blanc, you're going to love Vouvray. And uh, the French have another name for Chenin Blanc. They often call it Pinot de Loire. Uh, and, but it's the same as Chenin Blanc. It's the very same grape type. But that's the French for you. They've got to have two names for everything. But anyhow, it's a wonderful white wine, and it comes every which way, but uh, bone dry, comes petulant. Petulant means it has little bubbles in it, and then sparkling, where it's made in actually Methodos Champenoise, the champagne method. So you can get a Cremant Vouvray, you can get a Petulant Vouvray, and my favorite is just still wine Vouvray. And the Vouvray, like I say, is all Chenin Blanc. It has a very noble history. Uh, they've been making Vouvray since the Middle Ages. Uh, think Joan of Arc in the 1400s. Vouvray was a very popular wine and exported mainly to Holland. The Dutch merchants uh, actually controlled a lot of the vineyards, and they uh, shipped that Vouvray everywhere. And it was very popular in France. Vouvray is one of the few white wines that take age beautifully. Uh, they can last a long, long time because of high residual sugar. In fact, it's the only wine, Decanter Magazine, which is a very prestigious uh, uh, British wine publication, uh, posted the best 100 wines of the last century from 1900 to 1999. And uh, Vouvray was number three, and it was a 1947 Vouvray. Vouvrays take bottle age beautifully. In fact, a lot of them are bottled as dew, which means sweet. Most of them are just bottled as sec, which is the driest. But if you find one dew, uh, they can last like a great sauterne for a long, long time. And that 47 Vouvray, which I was lucky enough to taste, rated number four of the top 100 wines Number four was a Vouvray. So that tells you a little bit about Vouvray. Vouvray, you know, the Loire Valley was the kind of picnic playground, uh, the Newport, Rhode Island of the French aristocracy in the 1800s or the 1700s before the Revolution. And they built these magnificent chateaux up and down the Loire. And they actually got the stones for those chateaux uh, in the... Uh, hillside around Vouvray. So Vouvray is just pocketed with these little caves that they use to mine out all the stones to build these great chateaux. And so it, it gave them a great place to store wine and to make sparkling wines, etc. And it wasn't until 1934 that Vouvray was given official government status. But people used to drink Vouvray all the time. And over a million bottles of Vouvray are produced every single year. Uh, the geography, it's kind of a cooler, chillier climate. Uh, sometimes, because of that, they're harvesting 
late into November. I was fortunate enough this spring to be in Vouvray, and I hadn't been there in a long, long time. And you really forget how, what a remarkable wine Vouvray can be. I mean, it, it has incredible depth and character, etc. Uh, the winemaking there is elevated to a real art. Uh, as I said, it's 100% Chenin Blanc, and Chenin Blanc has a natural high acidity. And also there's a lot of sugar in it, so it has about four grams of residual sugar. So that makes that Vouvray more adaptable to your holiday thing where you're going to have yams, maybe with marshmallows, and there's sweetened things there. In fact, turkey itself is a relatively sweet meat, in my opinion. And Vouvray's kind of have notes of honey, ginger, apples, white flowers, and they're usually paired with a rich dish. And, of course, when you think about turkey and stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes, that's about as rich as it can get. And as I said, Vouvray has three levels of sweetness. The driest is sec, and that's what I recommend you have. Uh, again, Vouvray takes bottle age beautifully. I've been fortunate enough to taste in my life some Vouvrays that were over 100 years old, and they were still very drinkable and fun. But I digress. What I really want to talk about is Vouvray for your holiday dinner. And let me tell you, there's one called Vouvray Voltaire. We have been selling it for about 55 years. Uh, and it is, in my opinion, one of the best Vouvrays there are. It's very modestly priced. It's, I think, twelve ninety nine a bottle. And I'll tell you, you put that Vouvray Voltaire on the table, named after the famous French philosopher, uh, my friend who produces that wine and has for, as I said, for us for over 55 years. Actually, it was his grandfather that I started with uh, many years ago, but the family's held it uh, in great trust. And, and the wine itself, I'm not big on scoring wines, got 94 points by an independent panel. So that's a, a good telling thing that the wine is well made, and it will complement your Thanksgiving meal just perfectly. There's enough sweetness in there that everybody's going to love it, and it's dry enough that even the most jaded wine palate is going to say, my, this is delicious, because it goes so well, in my opinion, with turkey. There isn't a better pairing you can find anywhere to have with turkey than Vouvray. And if, if you like red wine, as I said, uh, Nouveau Beaujolais isn't bad, or a good Pinot Noir from Burgundy or, or Oregon would also be uh, a bill filler, very, very nice, and adapt to your meal in a very nice way. Jack, what was that the ratio again with the cranberry and Prosecco? Three to one. One part cranberry, two parts, I'm sorry, two to one. Two to one. Uh, <laughs> one part cranberry, two parts Prosecco. Well, I'll keep tasting it till it's right. <laughs> well, you can taste it to your, you know, adapt it to your palate. Yeah, That's absolutely. the way I suggest it. Some people probably do five to one. One part cranberry and four parts, or five parts, uh, Prosecco. Or, or another, in, use an inexpensive sparkling wine. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't use a, an expensive champagne, you know, where you're talking right. $30, $50 a bottle. And it makes a wonderful aperitif. It's, it's refreshing. It's pretty. And it tastes delicious. I love it. All right, Jack, thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, you and your family and all the folks at Haskell's. And let's talk again one week from today. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. But one thing I do want to yeah. say, uh, next Friday, 
is Black Friday, and Haskell's is going to have 20% off of all wine. Wow. Everything. We're putting everything on sale for Black Friday, so it'll go Friday and Saturday, 20% off everything. So if you've got some holiday shopping to do, that would be a good time to do it. And don't forget that Vouvray Voltaire is absolutely delicious. That's exactly the bottle I got uh, from Haskell's I'm uh, taking to the family. So <laughs> absolutely. Now, you've got a lot of locations there, Jack. Yes, indeed. Uh, there's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. And don't forget, they love to talk about wine at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, and Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. It's immense. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our holiday catalog. Excellent. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you happy and yours. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to all our wonderful WCCO listeners. And we'll talk to Jack next week here on CCO.